Get a Trash episode 222, Double Indemnity. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. Howdy. Howdy, buddy. Hey. How's it going? It's going all right. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for uh, inviting me back to the Gutter Trash Studios for the 222nd time. Uh, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> uh, I guess, well, technically, it's actually only 221st time for you. Oh. It was the episode you didn't do. Oh, was there an episode? Oh, that's right. There was an episode I didn't do. Yeah. Was I out of town or something? I forget the reason. I feel like I was out of town. No, I don't think... No. I think you just... Maybe, like, you had to work. And there was, like, no other way we could do the show. Right. Because like, yeah. we, yeah. we don't have, like... There's not, like, one day that we always do the show. There's, right, like, yeah. there's like three days that are We possible. have options. Yeah, we have options. Yeah. We're, we're modern men. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think, yeah... For some reason, the fates frowned upon us that yeah. one week. Yep. Maybe that, maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, our good pal Joe Grunewald stepped in for you, and it was uh, it was uh, received uh, mixed results. <laughs> when when wouldn't that just be better for for the show and for the listener and for you? Wouldn't that just be better? I got it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. Uh, you know. So yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna freak out if, for some reason, you ever decide to just take off a week or whatever. Because right. uh, I know I got a reliable backup. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. yeah. And, and in case not him, you got you got Kathleen. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, in case of that, I'll just uh, figure out how to work Skype and uh, you know, get Kirk Dins on the show I'll or see. Brian Jones or go. maybe all three of us. That'd be awesome. Or I guess, well, I guess you know, Matt Brassfield should be on that list somewhere. Is Bri- Brian's never been on the show, has he? Not officially, no. I think he was uh, the the one space uh, special that we did. Uh, did we talk to him? recorded at the show. Uh, yeah, we talked for, for okay. a little bit. Uh, well, I did. You, I don't think, were involved. <laughs> what was I doing? Uh, probably Selling trying promise. to sell comics. Yeah. Yeah. Try, yeah, trying to. There's the yeah, key, yeah. <laughs> key phrase. <laughs> that, yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah. At that point, Brian had given up, which is why he was talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> most people give up Space. by the time they. <laughs> I say most people give up by the time they make it into the gutter trash studios. <laughs> That's how you can you can tell no one has anywhere else to go. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are bottom feeders. Mm. Yes. Hey, speaking of bottom feeders, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Music uh, listened to our episode. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> how does that mean, bottom feeder? I'm joking. Oh. Uh, no, yeah, uh, he listened to, to last week's episode, uh, and, uh, for, for our, uh, listeners out there, or our followers who, who don't, uh, follow Gutter Trash on Twitter, uh, Kurt Music uh, plugged the show. Wow. Uh, sent out a link to it. That's fucking awesome. And, uh, he also answered your question. About his nationality? Yes. Is he Lithuanian, like I, like I bet you $20? <laughs> uh, there was no money betting. Uh... <laughs> Uh, no, uh, apparently Kurt Music is uh, of a Polish descent. Okay. And uh, Stuart uh, Eminen, 
maybe. Uh, he uh, he spelled out how to pronounce their names as well. Okay. Uh, and, and I knew Busick because uh, because I read it a long time ago in Wizard Magazine. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Wizard. Yeah, it was the last good thing they ever did. <laughs> Was, was teaching me how to say Kurt was, the, was that the only good thing? Because I mean, I can't really. Uh, I may have gotten the max one, max one half or something. Yeah, 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 max half was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man one half, something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, ooh, there, there was a Hellboy freebie thing that I got. Oh, signed by Mike Nolan. So that's you know. awesome. Yeah. So you know, like maybe five good things Wizard ever did yeah. for me. Oh, yeah, that's and one of them is teaching me how to pronounce Kurt Music. <laughs> Uh, but he also gave out a spelling for uh, Stuart uh, Imanen's last name, and uh, it could still. It, it, I don't know if it's Imanen or Imanen. Okay. Uh, he he wasn't that specific. I've heard a lot of different people say Imanen. Yeah, but, uh, well, I'll continue to say Imanen because uh, I'm just comfortable with saying. All right, right, you're used to it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks, Kurt Busick, for for. Uh, you know, wasting two hours of your time. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, good for him. And, yeah, uh, give us a we, little shout out. Did we say anything terrible about him during that show? Um, I can't. I don't think we did. I think we, you know, said like he's kind of pigeonholed his writing or something. Uh, that, I think you know, we tech cast maybe, but that's uh, not exactly. I, you know, we unflattered. We defended it, right? Exactly. We, yeah. We said good things. Yeah, we like him. Uh. Especially now, I mean, right? Yeah. If we didn't like him before, which one of us may probably didn't, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, I think we both liked him before. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he did. Uh, uh, he did when he he plugged the show. It did. Uh, you know, hey, you know, uh, seemed like there was a little bit of snark as he was, uh, you know, uh, sending out the link to all his Twitter followers. Right. How's that? Uh, it was. Uh, 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 listen to two guys uh, ramble on uh, about, or what was it? Uh, these two guys liked Secret Identity and listen to them ramble on about the stuff they didn't like and also talk about corpses and hair. <laughs> what What is not flattering about that? Well, I mean, yeah. I, that's <laughs> I, I didn't say it was unflattering. Right. I just said it was a little, a little snarky. Uh, and, and, it kind of fits, though. Totally fair. Yeah, totally. And also 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you're, we're rambling about us rambling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we do ramble. Uh, yeah. That is our, our gimmick, I guess. Yeah. Uh, gimmick or fault, whatever. I was say, yeah, uh, like a guy that's born with one leg, that's not his gimmick. That's yeah. just kind of, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of all he's got. I mean, you know, there's never not a time where we don't deny we're idiots. <laughs> I mean, I think we never. said it in last week's episode within the first five minutes. Yeah, about- we're. Yeah, we're dumb. How much of an idiot we are. I was just still trying to figure out your triple negative there. Right, right. <laughs> uh, what? We're never not... Uh, never not uh, denying we're not idiots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it all works. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe you. I believe Maybe. you. Maybe. I don't know. We're idiots. We don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're too dumb to know <laughs> if we're dumb. <laughs> or at least the level of how dumb we are. Yeah. Right. No, that's, I mean, that's cool that... It, I mean, on 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 one hand, you're like, oh, that's cool that this this famous comic artist or writer listened to us. And right. on the other hand, you're like, he probably just Googles his name every night. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I mean, I tagged both uh, him and Stuart Imanen in the uh, okay. when, I, when I make the 
when I do all the work that you don't know about. <laughs> There's work involved? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's copying and pasting links. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, but it takes upwards of five minutes. That's, that's some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, like, uh, uh, I, I didn't know that that had happened until Joe informed me, actually. Uh, it's pretty cool. That, yeah. That at least he, he did it. And obviously he listened to it in order to answer the questions and know that we right. talked a lot about corpses and yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> when did we talk about hair? Uh, while we were talking about corpses. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, that seems like us. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Kurt. <laughs> not Dins. No, no, no. Yeah, Kurt Music. Yeah. The, the famous Kurt. Yeah. The better Kurt. Oh. Oh, we can't pick favorites. <laughs> I can. <laughs> one of them makes great comics, and the other makes one year in Indiana. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's not true. They're all great. Yeah, they're both great. Marvel's one year in Indiana. They're both up there. Oh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and we were just talking the other day how we would love to see some Kurt Dunn's t-shirt designs. Oh, hell yeah. So make that happen. Make that happen. We'll sell them. When Kirk Dins listens to this in two months, yeah. uh, after that I have actually seen him in person, he will listen to this episode. Uh, Man, I mentioned that to him seriously. Oh, I, I, I'd buy, I'd buy some I'm shirts. Just gonna wait for him to listen to the episode. Okay. Which, like I said, it will be in two months after want, I've already I, seen him. I want clothing that has his artwork on it. I don't care if it's underpants or, or what. <laughs> Um, I mean, could, lounge pants. You could really, I mean, you could just, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was, uh, I thought that yeah, slipped by. Yeah. Eric loves yeah. lounge pants. Everybody should wear lounge <laughs> pants when they go out in public, Eric's. That's what he thinks. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, and come up to me and say hi while you're doing <laughs> And call them lounge pants. Yeah, don't, don't, uh-huh. don't yeah. try to hide them as wet pants because. Or pajama pants. Or pajama pants. Because they are more pajama pants than they are sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. Because they have like little, uh, like sleepy. Yeah, I think the like the one I saw. They're the, like thin flannel pants. Right. Yeah. They're pajamas with like pictures of cartoon characters with pillows. Usually yeah. pillows. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like stars in the background. You're like, oh, this is a nighttime thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for your home. Yes. Not for public. When you're relaxing or about to sleep. Yeah. Those are when those are for. Not for pumping gas in zero degree weather. <laughs> Maybe you never know. Some people might be just about to nap at that point. <laughs> um, probably not. Ah, uh, so buddy. So yeah, double indemnity. Ooh, this is the movie we watched. Yeah, we did. Starring Fred McMurray, Barbara Stanwyck, and Edward G. Robinson. Filmed in 1944, I believe. Maybe 47. I can't remember. Uh, 44 seems right. right. Yeah, I think it was a little. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think. World uh, War Two era. Yeah, just as it's wrapping up. Right. Uh, yeah, some some noir. Yeah. Some some noir. It's it's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty noirish. Uh, I did a little reading on this movie. Oh, yeah? And it is pretty much what defined noir as far as Hollywood goes. Really? Yeah. Like, like, after this movie, they were like, that's noir. Or, yeah. or, okay. Like, like all the trappings that are in this movie, right. like, pretty much did it first. 
Right. Okay. Uh, and then, like everything else, like you know, just picked this apart here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird because I've seen you know a handful of noir movies, and a lot of them are more visually noir. Right. But I think, like dialogue-wise, this is the most noir thing I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it almost was comical because of like just the you know you gotta you gotta step aside baby yeah you know you gotta do that baby it's so fast-paced and just it's it's machine gun fire and it's just weird slang yeah, yeah. and just like you know like overacted oh yeah uh, but it, it it is laugh out loud funny at times but always awesome yeah yeah i loved this movie it's pretty good I, I really liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, like I said, it, like parts of it are laughable, but you know, anything <laughs> old is going to be yeah, sort well, of that, right. Yeah. yeah, it's dated. Right. I mean, because you've seen so many things that have referenced this or like homaged oh, yeah. it, and sometimes in a comedic way. Like, like I just watched The Man Who Wasn't There like a week ago. Oh yeah. And there's so much of this sort of thing in that. Right. I mean, maybe not so much with the rapid fire back and forth dialogue, but right. But uh, just the characters themselves and how ridiculous yeah. they are. And like when I was watching it, I kept thinking of Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, like, what's the rumpus, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you giving me the high hat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, there's such great dialogue in this movie. And, like, like one of them would just be picking up a, picking up slang that they had just heard about, like, he, he's telling uh, this story about a trolley, and she's just like, you know, I don't know, there's just, it's so weird, the dialogue's so weird. <laughs> the dialogue's so weird. But it's good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, clearly. Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of times I'll watch movies from the 40s or 50s, um, not that I watch a ton of movies from that era, but when I do, it's usually like, okay, there's some elements about this movie that were good, and then there's like all of the boring parts because they just made boring movies back then. Right, yeah. But this one was pretty fast paced and like interesting all the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's very tense at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and I did, I mean, I have to admit that I closed my eyes a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I'm, been super tired <laughs> uh so it was through no fault of the movie right because uh, i mean i didn't miss much and uh you know and, and everything that i did see was was you know, i was riveted like like it was genuinely a really good movie yeah uh and yeah the performances are really good the way it's shot is really good oh yeah yeah and, and like you said like like noir movies that came afterwards definitely had more of like the visual appeal right but you know it was a thing that hadn't been invented basically yeah they're yeah and they were just that's they were just making a movie see i didn't know that i I mean there were there's some scenes where you see like you know the only lighting is coming in through blinds and right obviously that's become like the most prominent visual in all noir but uh but i've seen that you know, so many times heaped yeah. upon you in heavier doses. Right. But yeah, it looks. Yeah, I mean, I could, let's see how this is like an inspiration. Yeah, Sin City is entirely shot through blinds. Yeah. <laughs> Computer generated blinds. Yeah. Wow. Were these were these CGI blinds uh-huh. in, in yeah. the Devil in the movie? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I, what do you think about uh, the main female leads bangs in this movie? 
<laughs> they're pretty great. <laughs> you could like roll out some pizza dough with those bangs. They're like this giant, giant <coughs> cylinder, like staple gun to the her forehead. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, again, did some research on this movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it was a wig. Really? Yeah, that <laughs> was a wig. Yeah, they they wanted her to wear basically the worst wig that they could find uh, in order to sort of play off how phony the character is. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, between that and her ankle bracelet, they wanted to, to play her off as like super phony and really cheap. <laughs> and just altogether sleazy. Which she is. Yeah? Yeah. Now wait a minute, sir. Back the truck up. <laughs> what is sleazy about an anklet? I think that is the most... Apparently, sexy thing ever. Oh, you know what? Nowadays, I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think maybe back in the '30s, uh, the time period in which this movie—it's weird because this movie was made in 1944, but is set in 1938. Okay. Uh, well, Did they? I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, they said that in the, okay. the, the beginning of the movie. I was probably too busy eating my. Uh, what do we? Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. That's right. Because <laughs> we're classic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I get extra sour cream on mine. There's nothing that says deluxe like extra sour cream. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, what is this? Oh yeah, the, I was talking about class. And we <laughs> talked about how classy our meal was. Yeah. Anklets. Uh, the anklets. The yeah. So, so uh, you know, nowadays, if I see a girl with an anklet, I, I don't think anything of it. But uh, I would imagine maybe back in the '30s that it was. Uh, the equivalent of uh, what I would think of a girl with a, you know... A tramp stamp? Uh, uh, well, even uh, just a tattoo on the ankle. Okay. Yeah, which is also just as uh, awful. I don't think I've ever in real life encountered anyone wearing an anklet. I've never either. Yeah. No. Like, I've seen actresses, maybe, on, right, like, yeah. talk shows. Or, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say on, like, <laughs> Letterman. But, yeah, probably on uh, East Coast Let's Volume 12. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, I've never seen anybody actually wear an anklet. Not everybody. Hmm. Uh, again, also maybe you know someone under house arrest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can kind of spruce up that that oh, house sure. arrest yeah. thing. Yeah. Do they? Can you do that? Can you can you buy like a blingy house arrest <laughs> band? Probably not. You know, yeah. seems like that that would be like smart though for them to offer because you you're giving money to you know back to the yeah. you know, like the state or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And and the people that are going to have house arrest uh, anklet things are probably going to want some bling. You know? I'm just saying. Hey, you uh, you write up that proposal, and we'll, we'll take it into the Oakwood Police Department. <laughs> and, uh, no, one, no one in Oakwood has a house arrest thing. <laughs> uh, hey, I've been to the Oakwood courts. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah? Really? Maybe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jack does live in Oakwood, so there's ob- there's obviously a section that is not so couth. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> movie. Oh, yeah, Double Indemnity. We're supposed to be talking about the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, we want to talk about this real good in case Fred McMurray Googles his own name and, and uh, listens to our show. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Fred McMurray, uh, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. He's uh, probably more famous for comedies and 
Things like My Three Sons and Flubber. 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 Okay. I believe the Shaggy Dog. Are you serious? Oh, the Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Not the Shaggy DA. Maybe the Shaggy DA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. That was one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. When I was a child. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I like that movie a lot. I like Flubber a lot. And of course, you know, the big thing about Fred McMurray. What? He is the face of Captain Marvel. Wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's who uh, C.C. Beck based him on? Yep. Really? Yep. Wow. Did not know that. Shazam. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see it, but but at least in this film, Fred McMurray was a little more, like, thin and, you know, like... like well, I he's mean, always been super thin and, you know... Like, Captain Marvel has... I mean, he's not a portly man, but he's kind of got a roundish quality to his face. Uh, Fred McMurray's face is, is uh, roundish. Really, you think? I think so. so. Yeah, uh, like I definitely see the the similarities. Between, really? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't squint as much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know, uh, I think because cause while watching this movie, like you know, you know, I did keep thinking about that, right? Because I'm a dork, <laughs> and. Uh, You've read a comic or two in your uh, day. Yeah, you know, uh, I like some, some comics occasionally. And, um, uh, so yeah, I was watching it and, and uh, Fred McMurray's head is, is disproportionately bigger than his body. And he's a tall, big dude. I was thinking about his odd body proportion, but I thought it might be something to do with the way his pants and belt went just under his nipple line. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do people used to wear their Built so high up, like that was ridiculous. It, Why made, not? it made your chest look like it was like six inches long. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, actually. It is very weird. It's strange. Because even uh, the, the character that uh, Edward G. Robinson plays, uh, uh, Fred McMurray's boss, uh, uh, Mr. Keys. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Keys. He's he's a very short man. Yeah, uh, and even he like and he wears a vest or a suit throughout most of it, but yeah. uh, you can still tell that his pants are pretty much up at his armpits. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. And maybe it's just I mean, like I always think of really old people doing that, but maybe it's because all the people that are old now that was the style. That was the young, style, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. I can't deny that. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you see movies where like. Uh, you know, like like two guys get into, into fisticuffs, yeah, and like they take off their shirts and like you know, the, yeah, <laughs> so the pants are the pants are up there, right up at their pecs, yeah. yeah. And they didn't really even have pecs; they were just uh, burly dudes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm sure it's better than you know the kids today with their pants around like their exactly. ankles. Exactly. I would much rather <sighs> see people wear their pants up at their armpits. And I have coworkers that whenever they walk over to the computer and like just lean over, they're not even bending over. They just lean over to like look up something like a price or something. You can see like ninety percent of their underwear. I'm right. just like, well, kids. Well, most of your coworkers are terrible. <laughs> no, they're fine. Yep. They're just you kids. Have one and a half good coworkers. Ah, <laughs> Jack, Jack is the half. Uh, no. Uh, I was combining uh, Matt Brasfield and Joe Grunewald as the other half. Okay. <laughs> uh, together they are a quarter of a good employee. <laughs> and that's only because they don't really even work there. Right, yeah, neither one of them work there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, no, they, I like I like better guys, but man, that that drives me crazy. You should uh, tell them all to get haircuts. Yeah, <laughs> and pull their pants up. Yeah, you're their boss. Do I know. Something I, about know it. I know. I I should pink slip them or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Fred McMurray, Shazam! I'm still getting over that. Oh yeah. So was he like just a really? Really huge actor, or was that just a favorite of C.C. Beck? Uh, again, did some research. Yeah. Uh, at the time that this movie was made, uh, Fred McMurray was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Really? And the fourth highest paid American. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he was kind of popular. He was kind of popular. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this movie was a, a real turn for him. Uh, because uh, previously to it, everything that he had ever done was all just lighthearted comedies, and he where he was like you know the the handsome, heroic, you know, kind of goofy, you know, lean man. Okay. And uh, in this movie, he's uh, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, you know that that struck me maybe like half an hour into the movie, I was like, there's no real likable character other than maybe the boss, like right. Mr. Keys. Yeah. Like everybody else is kind of a dirt bag. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the daughter, she she's uh, she's pretty likable. Yeah, she's likable. I mean, her, yeah. I mean, she isn't in it enough to really get more than just yeah. what is shown. I have a feeling that if you knew everything about her, you'd find out she's a dirt bag too. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't like her, but that's just because I don't like people. <laughs> and she had a really annoying voice. Oh, you thought her voice was annoying. <laughs> Uh, just overall in demeanor, uh, mm. but, but, you know, she, she wasn't, uh, she didn't come off as immoral as, uh, almost everyone else. In yeah. This movie. Oh yeah. It's all like a, yeah, it's a shit storm of terrible behavior. <laughs> yeah, it is. In fact, that was the original title, shit storm of terrible behavior, <laughs> but it was just too That big. was the name of the novel. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the marquee just couldn't withstand such a, such a sentence. Uh, yeah, but that was really good. It was, you know, and it was weird too because the only the only reference I'd really ever heard to this movie, I, I I'm trying to remember what they said, but it was during the commentary track of Memento, right? And they they were talking about how it was an influence, so I was expecting some sort of, I don't know, something more along the the lines of the story of Memento. I mean, I mean, there is like that whole betrayal, and you know. You know, oh, I would foul say, play, but you know, again, this was you know one of the very first you know definitive noir movies, right? So that was probably the main thing. That's probably what they meant. And also, sort of revealing the end at the beginning, and uh, then let's see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. because uh, I mean, I can't, it's been forever since I've seen Memento, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean. We do essentially know the end, and it's all narrated yeah, by exactly. the main character. Uh, yeah, I guess that is yeah. that is pretty similar. Yeah, you know, does, isn't he basically confessing while he's narrating? Uh, I guess. So, you know, like, in, yeah, in his short-term memory yeah, kind of way. Right. Uh, like I said, been forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to watch that one again too. I hope I still like it if I ever see it. Again. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be a shame? Yeah, it's been t- at least ten years since I've seen it. It's probably been that for me as well. 
and uh, I, I used to love it. And, uh, you know, I've since soured on a Christopher Nolan. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, know, I, I may uh, may not have uh, may not uh, be as into it as I want. I, I bet I bet you'd still appreciate. that. I probably one. would. Cause Cause I, uh, I mean, it's like Prestige and Memento are. I mean, honestly, I think they're much better films as Batman, even though I really, really like the Batman movies. Right. Um, but I, I just think those two are much better films. Yeah, probably. And uh, Insomnia also is, is pretty good. I can't remember that one at all. I just remember Robin Williams is in it. Right. That's all I remember about it. And, uh, you know, that was... You know, because I didn't like Inception either. You know, at least on the second viewing, I, I just totally disliked it. I, I liked it, but... I liked it when I first saw it, but then on my second viewing, it just... I, I, I will agree. Like, it came down, like, three notches the second time I watched it. Like, there was just something missing that was only there when I had no idea what was going on. Right. Uh, but anyway, whatever. Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan. He's... Mm-hmm. People like him. That guy's doing all right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, he's doing he's, okay. he's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> and he apparently liked this movie as well <laughs> that we watched. Yeah. 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 yeah, Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity. I had actually never heard of this movie before until like two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe, uh, when uh, uh, our friend Joe Grinnerwald, who was uh, mentioned repeatedly, yeah, uh, we were we were recording an episode of The Viewmasters, and somehow Fred McMurray came up. Uh, oh. Because uh, the episode of uh, Farscape that we were watching that week uh, was called My Three Crichtons. <laughs> and it was like, My Three Sons, Fred McMurray, and Fred McMurray right. is Captain Marvel, and we're both Justice League nerds, and uh, that all like, came and together. Just, and, right, snowball. Right, and Joe mentioned Double Indemnity. I was like, I've never heard of that. And uh, he said he recommended it as as a early noir, and... I, I intrigued. Yeah, I know he loves that movie. I know he does. Well, Joe likes noir quite a bit. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, he's a big fan of criminal and that whole right. genre in comics. And yeah. As well, he should because yeah. those books are great. Good mm. <laughs> <Great> to disagree. <laughs> I've only read the first criminal trade, but I was, I would say, largely disappointed with it. I think we have audio proof that uh, says that uh, you were okay with it. But the criminal? Uh-huh. I was pretty disappointed. I remember thinking it was going to be great. Yeah, I, I I think that movie was, or that book was okay at best. Hey, listener, go listen to episode <laughs> 15, 17. Oh, I think you'll, I think you'll find. Uh, I think you'll find that Jason was, didn't care for it, but liked it better than he is saying he did that. Hmm. If only I ever listened to any of our shows, I would go listen to that one. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I guess agree to disagree. Yeah. On you know, what we're agreeing to disagree about. Actually, I kind of still want to read. I forget if it was the third or fourth criminal trade, but the one that had, like, um, like it had like a comic inside the comic or something. Oh, yeah. uh, what, what was that one called? That wasn't Lawless. That wasn't Lawless. Coward. That wasn't Coward. Man, I can't remember. But uh, I, I kind of do want to check that one out because. I think I think Brubaker's a good writer. I just think usually I don't like his writing, you know, like it's just not for me usually. Right. Um but yeah, I'm I'm curious about that one. I liked Incognito. That was good. good. They're all sitting behind you right now. Yeah. So that's all I can tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, what else did you learn in your research? Anything about uh, the story or the... Like, uh, it was based on a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, they, it was optioned for a movie. Um, they originally wanted the... the the director, Billy Wilder, wanted the the writer of the novel to help him write the screenplay, uh, but he was uh, contracted at a different studio, so they got Raymond Chandler. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good second choice if yeah. you're doing a noir. Uh, and uh, apparently, they hated each other. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, uh, well, first of all, Raymond Chandler came in and said that. Uh, uh, he would work alone. He wanted paid a thousand dollars, and he would have it uh, the script done in a week. A thousand dollars? You can almost buy a house for that much, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did they mention? Old time money is fun. <laughs> what was the figure they mentioned in the movie? About uh, that? Yeah, the, the like, gigantic fucking mansion. Uh, yeah, that, uh, in the, the middle of California. Right. Uh, Thir- there's like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Whoa, that's great!" And like. Oh, it was, and he was like, those are nice cigars. He's like, yeah, they're a quarter apiece. He's like, I told you they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, man, a pack of Kentucky's best cigarettes are more than that. <laughs> I remember my grandfather, uh, when he uh, lived with us for, for a short while in the late 80s, early 90s, because uh, my dad was, was a smoker. And uh, there was one time my grandpa, on one of his uh, more lucid days, was just kind of, yeah, just bitching about how my dad smoked. Right. And uh, I was like, well, did you ever smoke? And he was like, yep, well, I quit when they went up 25 cents a pack. <laughs> they went up to 25 cents a yeah. pack? Oh, wow. I think it meant, like, the price increased by a quarter. Nope. From, like, $4 to $4.25 or something. No, when they went to 2 25 wow. cents a pack, he wow. quit smoking. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could... Use that money to make a phone call or play a video game, right? <laughs> Man, you get no. He could have probably bought a, a a malted and went to a picture show for a quarter. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. You know, it's weird too because, like, you know, with inflation, the way it goes up, uh, it just seems like. None of us are ever going to have any sort of savings because we put our money in the bank. Right. And, like, you know, we put our measly, like, well, like 100 bucks in the bank. And by the time we take it out of there, 100 bucks is going to buy us, like, a cheeseburger or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. And the, the measly interest that we get is just not yeah. going to, it's not worth it. It's just not worth Never it. Never mind the mounting debt that we will all have. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into this. This is a terrible, <laughs> terrible subject matter for me right now. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I am not smart. Oh. Um, anyway. Uh, pants. Pants? <laughs> what kind of pants do you like? Uh, you know, like a blue jean or I like a slack. Really? Yeah. You know, I was reading this morning while I was eating my breakfast an article that interviewed Steve Harvey, host of Family Feud. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on before you say this. Uh-huh. Because I am pretty sure that my dad just told me this story two days ago. Are you serious? Yep. Okay. So go ahead. He uh, he said he only wears one. He only owns one pair of jeans, and he never wears them because he likes to dress 
and suits when he's out and silk pajamas when he's at home. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. This is the best breakfast reading I've had in months. Because it's usually, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the paper in, I walk, I get up, I feed my cat, I walk the dog, I grab the paper, I come inside, and I'm, eat breakfast. Right. And I usually look at the paper and it's usually all fucking murder and rape. That's all it is. That's all they talk about. I'm pretty sure it's not all they talk about. It's all they talk That and, like, you know, like, tax money. Are you is sure going you're away. just not reading comic book message boards? <laughs> because those are pretty much all just murder and rape. Yeah. That's possible. Maybe I was reading Identity Crisis back issues. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I was excited to read something about Steve Harvey's pants. Yeah. You know, it was much better than... Tax drama and rape and murder. Yeah. So I don't read the paper. It's depressing. And also, it's all made up. The comics are good still. <laughs> oh, Dilbert with that funky tie. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't chuckle when you see that. I do not chuckle when I see that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good to know that uh, you and my dad are just you know, reading the same thing. Yeah. Just <laughs> telling it to me out of nowhere. We should hang out together, me and your dad. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> when are we going to have him on? Never. No? Can we watch an action movie and have your mom on sometime? Uh, no. Oh, that'd be so yeah, cool. No. I would love that. I like your family. That's <laughs> great. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. I, I was just telling you yesterday how I'm, I'm looking forward to visiting your aunt and uncle in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Without you around, right? Yeah. So I can, you know, just get into who are Abe and Gladys. I want to know more about them. <laughs> I want to see family photo albums and like Super Eight films of, you know, family reunions. I want to, I want to, I want to know it. <laughs> I wish you luck. Uh, anyway, double indemnity. <laughs> yeah. So is that a real clause? Double indemnity? Yes. Really? Uh huh. Do they still call it that? Uh-huh. So, and why And why is that a thing? Why do they pay out double if you die in a strange way? I'm not versed in the ways of insurance, and I did not read the Wikipedia <laughs> page that well. See, because it, it boils down to it's like a, you know, okay, do you want to talk? We haven't talked about the story. Uh, yeah, uh, so the plot is basically uh, Fred McMurray plays an insurance salesman. Uh, who just on a routine check of one of his clients, uh, gets into a discussion with his wife. Uh, the wife wants to take out, uh, an accident insurance policy, uh, which, uh, Fred McMurray eventually puts together means that, uh, she wants to moita him. Moita, with an OI. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, he, he's, uh, reluctant at first, obviously, and then, uh, then, then he suddenly changes his mind and decides that, uh, this could be done. I think he's got a big boner for her because oh, of yeah. her cylinder bangs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her, her bad wig and her ankle bracelet. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this is the dame for me. Yeah. And her uh, and her tea. Oh, yeah. yeah. That apparently is incredibly weird to drink. Yeah, even though it's iced tea. Like, he's he's like, he's like what are you, English? And she's <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe Alabama? You know, like, it's iced tea, Fred McMurray. It's not, it's not crumpets and hot tea. You dildo. Why don't you go hang out with a shaggy dog and your family of superheroes? Uh, shaggy DA and Shazam. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the Marvel family. Okay. 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 Yeah. 
so yeah, so so uh, yeah, he eventually uh, manages to trick the guy into signing like this insurance policy, and uh, then they they murder him uh, in a way that uh, pays out twice the the normal rates for uh, the the sort of accidents that would uh, pay out on an insurance policy. Which and that's that's and that the is double, what the double indemnity clause is. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. That's strange though that there'd be a, a double pay kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you think like maybe if both you and your you know spouse died, like they would do that, so your kids would have, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird that they're like, well, if he dies on a train, right. or if it's after midnight, or if it's during an epi- a new episode of uh, <laughs> <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, then it pays twice. Yeah. Well, I think it's just uh, you know if it's a uh, like. The more unusual the situation, like the more it pays out, as long as they can prove that it was indeed an accident and, right. and not moida. It's weird. Uh, so yeah, then they said about trying to right. find a hole in the theory, like the insurance people. Right. And yeah, so so basically, this is a movie all about uh, insurance policies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the technicalities of those insurance policies, <laughs> but in the most exciting way yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would never think that uh, just a lot of uh, jargon about insurance would uh, would be interesting. Uh, well, it's witty, fast-paced jargon, and it's, like you said earlier, it's there's a lot of, like, anticipation because, um, you know, Fred McMurray, who plays the guy that, you know, was the co-conspirator conspirator in the murder, is also his insurance man, and right. his boss is having him help him try to figure out if it was... You know, murder. Or not murder. Yet. So I mean, yeah. There's like he's kind of doing both sides. And, right. Um, yeah, it makes it interesting. Yeah, this was uh, this was a very good movie. Yeah. Very and good. Uh, like I said, you know, I'd never heard of it before, and uh, I'm kind of glad because I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, like I, you know, once I decide I'm going to watch a movie, I'm not going to watch any trailers or read any synopsises about it or right. anything like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, uh, like, like this was definitely, I think, what would be considered a missed classic, except for the fact that I'd never heard of it. Yeah, okay. And, and so it avoided all of the pitfalls of the missed classic. Cla- yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And, and like, I'd heard about it, but only, like, I'd never really heard people build it up. I've just heard it of the movie. Right, yeah. So, um, and, and like, luckily my brain damage kicked in and I had no idea what we were watching. Like, like earlier today, I was, I was like, I'm going to listen to the, the last few minutes of uh, the previous episode so I know what movie we're watching because I can't for the life of me remember. And I was like, nah, I'll just wait and be surprised. So, like, literally, like, until, like, the title credit came on, I had no idea what movie we were watching. So, because I'm a moron. Yeah. But that, yeah, I made it fun. I made it fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- I would recommend it to, mm-hmm. to anyone who's a fan of noir or uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was very good. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, feel like taking a break then? You sure? Uh, yeah, I, I, get, I have to go check an eBay auction. Anyway. Oh, that's right. That is right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anything else about this? Oh, uh, yeah, not, yeah, not, not that I can think of. Really? Yeah, really? it's just very good. Yeah, good performances, good writing, good dialogue. Uh, go see it. Ahead of its time. It is on Netflix Instance. If you got it, do it. Sweet. Sweet.
Burton.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. <laughs> Hello. Hey. So, I'm about 20 times cooler than I was when we went to the break. Because <laughs> I'm the only kid I know that owns a piece of Rob Liefeld original art. Via an auction that just ended on eBay like an hour ago. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. So you paid $400 for what? It was a a sketch uh, that he did on a napkin. But I figured 400 plus shipping of a sketch of Lady Deadpool is so worth it. Because <laughs> he wiped his mouth with the napkin after he ate some chili. Right, yeah. So I can, if I master cloning technology... I can replicate as many life holds as I want in my own basement. <laughs> Just have them draw all of your uh, X Force fan fiction. That's right. Oh, that'd be amazing. No, I I won a piece of Deathstroke, the Terminator original. I think it's just called Deathstroke. I think yeah. uh, the new Fifty Two Liefeld art. Yeah, for uh, forty two bucks plus shipping. That is. Pretty damn good deal. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, like, I don't like Rob Liefeld. I think I've made that perfectly clear. Yeah. Uh, but even I would almost be tempted to buy a piece of his artwork for 40 bucks. <laughs> Did you see there was feet on that? <laughs> like, that was one of the four pages in his career that he's drawn feet onto. <laughs> so that's awesome. <coughs> I did see that. His clubbed, misshapen feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is going to go in my portfolio, my original art portfolio, right across from the Art Adams page. <laughs> of course it would. You should sandwich it between Art Adams and Frank. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, there's a good sandwich. Yeah, they could make a weird baby, all three of them. <laughs> yeah, wow. That would be great. Like uh, character designs by Liefeld, uh, um, Frank Quietly covers and uh, Art Adams interiors. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Paid money to to see that. I guess. And, and Liefeld has to write it too. You got me. Yeah, you're out. You're out. I'm out. Yeah, no, that that is pretty exciting. Um. Excited for you. I've bid, I was telling you during, like when we were looking it up on eBay during the break, I've bid on several pieces of Liefeld art in the last year, and uh, I always get outbid. Um, but this one, yeah, no one was biting on this one. Yeah. It, I, it had Deathstroke on it. Yeah. Like multiple yeah. times on the page. It's a big fight scene. He's punching a lady. Yeah. Well, somebody was punching a lady. Somebody was punching the, a lady. The bad guy. Yeah. Who I think changed looks in all three panels that he was in. <laughs> okay, that's why I thought he was Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah. To be uh, fair, Deathstroke's ass and feet were in that panel as well, even see. though the rest of him was in a different panel. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're saying it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. It's exactly what you would expect from Rob Liefeld original art. Mm. You don't know what issue number. Or page I, you yeah, it, it doesn't say on the auction. I know I've read all of his Deathstrokes. So right. I, I really have, but uh, I. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. It was one of the later ones because that's when, was that Zealot that was? I don't know. The lady, was. there was a lady that was getting punched and 
I'm thinking that was maybe Zealot, and she was in the later issues, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just beautiful. I did not read that book. I will not read that book. You would veto that book. I would veto yeah. that book, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, there wasn't really that many issues that he did, were there? Um, he only took over like an issue six or seven. It was like, I think it was even later than that. It was like eight or nine. Right. And he did and to like 13. Like 13. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, quite frankly, I mean, there's not a lot of them out there. Deathstroke pages will be pretty rare. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Think, uh, like of all the art you own, that uh, may be the one that would be an investment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Years I mean, now. you know that when Rob Liefeld dies, you know, like that's gonna blow up. Well, I think even more than like any other artist, just, yeah. just based on his reputation, right? And yeah, I think. Well, I hope he never dies because I, for one, plan on working <clears throat> with him creatively here soon. Because <laughs> you, you you told me about his contest where you can submit a script and uh, he'll he's gonna pick a winner and draw it. Yeah, yeah. and I am. A thousand percent going to do that. (laughs) Uh, Again, I've made my opinion clear on Rob Liefeld. I wish you all the (laughs) luck that. I seriously do. Genuinely, sincerely want that to happen. That would be so I think that would be fantastic. I mean, I I would definitely buy that issue of Young Blood. (laughs) Yeah. And and clearly I would not care if I did not receive a dime. It would be reward enough (laughs) to see my work come to life like that. (laughs) Hey, maybe you two could be buddies. Yeah. And then, like, you know, maybe you could finagle a way for him to do some Veggie Dog Saturday. You know, I I would love to, like, go to a convention and pay him to do a cover sketch of me. And just probably not even tell him, you know, and then like print it as the cover to the next issue. Yeah. I, just, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure that's illegal, but who's gonna who's gonna say yeah, anything? You know, yeah. nobody. I mean, if you pay him, pay him for the sketch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I own the art at that point. Exactly. No. Yeah. And it's not a copyrighted character right. of his, you right? Know. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Rob Liefeld will will do the the John Byrne thing, where. Uh, because John Byrne is uh, another one of those artists that has, uh, you know, I think mouthed his way out of the industry pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like, like six, seven years ago, like, he, like, some guy just paid him to draw his comic. Huh. You know, and, and like, you know, just, like, paid his page rate. Really? And, you know, like, then, like, he wound up getting it published, but, you know. Huh. I know, yeah, what was that? I remember. FX. Oh, okay. That was uh, FX. Okay. Wow. I guess must have been rich. Yeah. Must yeah. been rich. Or at least well off. Is Burton's doing a book called Highways now or something? He's doing a bunch of stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, saw that. He's got another book uh, that, that he's been teasing called Doomsday One, hmm. which is actually like a book he did back in like the early 70s. And, oh, yeah. That was yeah. like a Charlton book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's bringing that back. Okay. Uh, I guess he's doing a lot of Star Wars stuff for for IDW. Hmm. So I mean, he's he's working. Wow. He's doing stuff. Uh, he just wrapped up a Trio. Oh yeah. With the 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 rock paper scissors comic. <laughs> what? Yeah. Was that a real? Uh huh. 
What? <laughs> what? What do you mean? The the comic book Trio uh-huh. by John Byrne. It's rock paper scissors. Okay. There's a big rock guy, a flat stretchy paper like person, and a person <laughs> who is uh, just a giant oh, uh, pair of scissors. No, <laughs> uh, you know. You know, metal sharp razor blade really you know, person yeah. was that intentional or oh yeah yeah okay yeah. huh there there's a, a twitter and a tumblr that i follow uh it's uh the, the twitter is john Byrne says and the tumblr is john Byrne draws and the twitter is just quotes uh, it's not john Byrne. Like he has nothing to do with either <clears> of these things. Okay. Uh, but but uh, the Twitter is just quotes from John Byrne of just things that he has uh, written or said, like on his message boards or website or in interviews, and they're usually just super opinionated. Just he's a real dick kind of thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, and sometimes they're just incredibly offensive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but just always coming from the viewpoint that uh, John Byrne is right. Right. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. And then the, the John Byrne draws is just old John Byrne art, or, or even new John Byrne art, just, just, or all the commissions that, because apparently he does a ton of commissions. Oh, yeah, I bet. Uh, but, but yeah, it's just all artwork by him, and, and, uh, and Sam, not much of a John Byrne fan anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think his stuff was, was way better in the like mid to late eighties. Yeah, uh, I think uh, when he had an eaker, he was yeah. uh, definitely better. Right. Because uh, because yeah, the stuff that I see that is inked by someone else, I, I find to be so much cleaner and better uh, than the stuff that he inks himself is very cluttered and kind of amateurish almost. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, like uh, one thing that they showed uh, on the the Tumblr site yesterday was. Uh, uh, a recreation, a uh, cover recreation of, of an old New Gods cover. Uh, hmm. You know, and, and so, like, side by side was, like, the, the original Kirby version and then John Byrne's version. Right. And, like, I'm looking at it, and, like, everything about the John Byrne version, like, from afar, looks like it's, like, the better cover. But, like, as I looked at it, I was like, no, the Kirby cover is so much better. Because... I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but... Right, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, it, 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 what it is is that, you know, you look at the Kirby cover, and it's very simplistic, and it's kind of crude, and, like, there, there's some perspective issues in it, uh, and, like, like everything is very, like, just, just straight ahead, and there it is. Right. And then the John Byrne version, like, everybody is, like, gritting their teeth, and... And screaming and like you know the the, the it's like extreme angles and perspectives to, to like everything about it, uh, but it's you know uh, there's a lot more detail going on in there, but it is so devoid of life, right? And like the Kirby cover is just like bursting with energy, oh. but like there's just not much there, right? You know, <laughs> so that's 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 a good sign. Yeah, if yeah. you can if you can manage that with not as much going on, right? But you know, like I was thinking, like you know, twenty years ago, I would have thought the exact opposite. Really, man. Yeah. Hell, ten years ago, I would have thought the exact opposite. Huh. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still glad he's working. Obviously, yeah. But, yeah, but... I mean, he's he's still got it. When, right. When he takes the time and maybe sets aside his ego, you know, like like he's still a fantastic artist. Right. And I did enjoy uh, the the 
Dexman series that he, he uh, restarted uh, like two or three years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just, this is one of those guys I kind of wish I never knew anything about. <laughs> like, you know, his, or, uh, his actual, like the that. actual man. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking of uh, eccentric, maladjusted <laughs> comic artists, uh, <laughs> I saw in the new previews that Dave Sim did a cover to, I think it was like just some IDW book or something. And John Byrne did the, like, there was a variant cover by Dave Sim and John Byrne did the regular. I forget what the book was. Huh. Something I never heard of. It was just. Popeye? It was. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was just, just, yeah, just some, like, new series that was coming out. But, huh. uh, but I was like, whoa, that's weird. They hired Dave Sim to do a what? variant cover. I've never seen him do that other than on his own books. Right. And maybe, like, one of the CBLDF things or something. Right. But, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So those guys are still getting some money. That's yeah, you know what, you know if, if they can do it. Why yeah, not, exactly. You know? I I mean, like, and honestly, like no matter what you think about them personally, right. they're legends for a reason. I agree. I mean, yeah, I was just gonna say, Dave Sim. Literally, I've never seen a better letterer, and he's got to be in my top twenty favorite pencilers ever. Like, right. um. But yeah, I'm just done. I'm not interested in yeah. any more service stuff. <laughs> yeah, the more I hear about him, I'm just like, right. man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Com- comics. comics. Comics are fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Well, I learned today that Dave Lombardo is no longer in Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that. You told me that. And I, initially, I was disappointed, but. My second reaction is awesome. He can do more Phantomots and, right. you know, probably probably better stuff. I mean, like, I like Slayer, but not my favorite thing he's ever done. Right, you know? right. Uh, you know, uh, he's obviously a good drummer, and, and I think, uh, you, you know, him not in Slayer is uh, going to, you know, make a difference. Right. But, oh, yeah. You know. Uh, it did on the other, like, you know, Diabolica or right, right, how, yeah. whatever that album was. Diabolicus and Musica or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, you can tell he wasn't around. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, at least uh, the situation, the the story behind uh, whatever and what happened, uh, you know, I got to say he's probably better off. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I guess because uh, I guess Jeff Hanneman still is out for the time being. Like, uh, so it was like almost a year and a half ago. Like he got a spider bite, and oh, like yeah, he got like, that's uh, right. like uh, his arm necrotized, and I guess he's still not. That's know, crazy. Playing in the band yet? He's that's still crazy. Out Man, <clears throat> that sucks. Also, it's probably the most metal thing that could have ever happened to yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, yeah. I mean, it'd be much worse if he was like, "Oh, I was at." My daughter's dance recital, and I, I slipped on some. Uh, I was putting some lotion on my legs, and I there was a little bit on the floor, and I slipped on it. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. And he's like, "No, necrotized arm, spider bite in the, in the caves of uh, Egypt." Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> Fucking metal. <laughs> I don't know why I gave him a British accent. You really didn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was doing. I've never heard Hanneman speak. I don't think he can. I've just heard him burst out of his leather pants. 
I bet you when he does try to speak, he just hits him with yeah. one of his spikes. <laughs> oh, Carrie King. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Maybe, like you said, maybe everybody's better off that way. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love when Dave Lombardo plays uh, on Phantom Oz Records. Like, it, it is, it is, like, seriously, like, I love everybody that's in that band. I really do. But... The drums is one of the best parts about that. I mean, it's so he's so good, so good. I have no opinion on Phantom other than unlistenable. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. the word. <laughs> All right, you stick with that one. <laughs> I bet you would like their director's cut album at least, like their God uh, Goodfellas or is it Goodfellas that they do a cover of? Uh, no, Godfather. Godfather. Godfather yeah. That's right. Damn fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I have the most utmost respect for Mike Patton that anyone could have without ever being a fan. Yeah, <laughs> you you like Faith No More, right? I like Faith No More, yeah. and like you know, honestly, like uh, I do think that it's awesome that he does so many different things, and they're all different. Yeah, you know, and that he's always just trying something new. But man, most of it I find to be just, just <laughs> entirely unlistenable too. I, I like about, I like about. I mean, I love about 30% of it, and I like about another 30, 40%, and then I hate the other 20 to 30%. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty diverse, I guess. I bet you would like Tomahawk, too, because they're, I mean, they, it just seems like a continuation of of where Faith No More was heading, sort of. I saw them live. They, they opened for Tool when I went to see them at one of the last, the last, giant concert that i ever went to all right uh and uh, they were terrible yeah <laughs> it was i mean there were other situations going on such as the frat dudes behind me that just would not shut up oh yeah well that factors in yeah. sure. and you know i wasn't familiar with uh, any of the music beforehand which which is always a factor especially in a live show i agree especially yeah. at a giant stadium right yeah yeah uh, but yeah, I, would, I, would, I did not walk away from that thinking that I should check out some of their stuff. <laughs> right? I I bet you would like it more than you more than you're expecting to right. because it is it is more like Faith No More. It's it's the closest thing to like a straight up rock band that he's done since Faith No More. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Anything, uh, anything going on? Um. Not really. Okay. Not really. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing out the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Just work and work and uh, comic books. Sweet. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty good. Uh, I have, uh, uh, we, uh, you know, just for, for uh, clarity's sake, we are recording this on a Thursday night. We just recorded our previous episode on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, so it's only been a few days, really, since we've done the, an episode. Right. Uh, but I mentioned I watched a bunch of movies over the weekend, and uh, since then I have watched at least one movie a day. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I watched. Uh, I even watched, uh, I watched two movies after the show on Sunday. What? And you had to get up early Monday? Yeah, I, was, uh, I went to bed around one. Wow. Uh, watched a movie Monday nights, uh, watched a uh, movie Tuesday, and then watched two movies Wednesday. And then we watched uh, this movie today. <laughs> You're a movie-watching fool? I am a movie-watching fool. Anything stand out? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Monday night I watched Brave. 
the the Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, really really good. Uh, there, there was a short film on the DVD that was also excellent. Uh, then uh, uh, I watched some crap. Uh, last night I watched uh, the original Swap Thing. Nice. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Uh, before that, I watched a movie called The Burrowers, which, uh, was like a Western horror film. Hmm. It was okay. Clancy Brown was in it. Yeah. For like five minutes. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um. Then, uh, Tuesday night, I watched a movie called The Grave Dancers, which was just okay. Right. Uh, it was background noise for the most part. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, the movie that I watched before I went to bed was, uh, Fire in the Sky. Oh, okay. Uh, based on a, uh, real story about, uh, an alien abduction. Was that a, a Whitley Strieber thing? Uh, no. Uh, okay. it was, uh, uh, some other dude who got abducted by aliens. Uh, <laughs> rip off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that great. I know I've seen the, the, you know, the video at the story. Right, right. Uh, but the movie that I watched before that, which was actually the one that I had just started right before you came over on Sunday night, uh, like like you know, like I was watching it right when you came in and uh, you were asking about it, and I was like, it literally just started. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, well, that movie was called The Collar, and that was probably the standout movie uh, because it's because after you left, I decided, right, what the hell, I'll, you know. I'd, drawing to do with other stuff so I'll watch that while I do stuff and uh it uh didn't start out great right but ended pretty fucking fantastically really yeah uh really liked that movie uh, the collar the like collar. a like a dog collar no like a phone like a, call. like a phone collar yeah okay. Uh, it's about this woman who, uh, she moves into an apartment and she starts getting, uh, weird phone calls from a crazy lady. Uh, then it turns out that the crazy lady somehow is calling from 1979. Huh. And then the crazy lady gets super crazy and just starts fucking with this woman's life, uh, from the past, uh, affecting the present day. Huh. It's basically sort of like a, like the looper, like a horror version of Looper meets single white female. <laughs> okay. Is it is it like the classic murder by phone? Did you watch that one? No. We, that was one of the bad movie night movies where someone would call and and like whoever they called would just die on the phone. All right. It's terrible. Isn't there a Japanese uh, horror film? Like, the Ring. The uh, Ring. No, no. Uh, but but. Came out like right around the same time. There was an American remake uh, huh. uh, about like killer cell phones. Or oh like yeah, yeah, uh, the the cell or something. Not not the cell. That's the the Jennifer Lopez Vincent D'Onofrio movie. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about though. I remember seeing a trailer for something yeah. like that. One missed call. I think maybe maybe that's what it was. Called? I can't yeah. remember. Murder by Phone was so bad that it was great. Though. Yeah, it was one of those. Well, this movie was just good. Mm-hmm. Really solid. The color. Uh, very good. Uh, and it had Luis Guzman in it. Hmm. Who's that? He's a guy. Oh. He's one of those guys. 
He's the he's the Spanish that guy. Uh, okay. You mean Danny Trejo? <laughs> the other Spanish that uh, guy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, the, I believe he was in, no, for sure, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I think he was in The Caller. He was in The Caller. You'd recognize him. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, most of that guy's, that's yeah. the, that's the thing about the, that guy. He's, uh, he's short and he's, he's kind of round. John Polito? Uh, <laughs> He's got a John Polito like quality, <laughs> definitely. Then I like him already, because <laughs> it doesn't get any better than John Polito. I want to say that he was in Boogie Nights, but I don't think he was. Okay, I couldn't entirely be mistaken. I also want to say he might have been in Traffic. Oh, uh, but uh, I can't remember for sure. All right. Huh. He's been in a lot of things. Uh, that's a, that's that a, I cannot. But he's the epitome of that guy. Like, yeah. like you know that we both know him, but yeah, none yeah. of us know his name. Did yeah. you ever see the Limey? No, I okay. never. Did. He's definitely in that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that 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 was uh, pretty much the standout out of all of the other movies. I watched uh, two movies. I watched uh, Murder Inc. It's yeah. like a 1960 Peter Falk movie about. Like the mobs of Chicago, right. um, which was really good. I think it was really good, and it would it would make a great double feature with the one we watched tonight. Yeah. Um, I also watched uh, the international version of Eyes Wide Shut, um, which had like uncut scenes and like unedited scenes, and and I gotta say the theatrical domestic version is so much better um, because there was like an entire. I mean, you know, they there was like a lot more fucking, like it was like the big thing, and and like with unobstructed fucking, you know, right. where they digitally put in people. So how can this be? <laughs> well, because the digital people that they put in that are watching the 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 said fucking, is makes it so much creepier than just like a, a slightly more empty room of fucking, oh, okay. you know, and 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 like they were going for creepy, so that totally worked. And then there's another scene, like, have you seen Eyes Wide no. Shut? Okay, well, I won't spoil. What, I don't care. Well, there's a scene where uh, Tom Cruise goes to a morgue to identify a body in the international version, and it is so much better without that because, um, it like the other version lends this like air of ambiguity as to who this person was, uh. and like. I always thought that was like something really cool about the movie that you think you know who it was, but you're not positive. Right. But in this version, you're like, oh, okay, that's who it was. Okay. And it like just makes it so much not as cool. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. International version, not really worth watching. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes the director's cut just, uh, you know, it was cut for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. You know, uh, I know for sure, like Donnie Darko, the, the theatrical version is way better than the director's cut. You like, you like that one better? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not uh, sure about that one. I, I like, there's, I think there's elements of both that I like better. Right. Um, but yeah, this one definitely, all across the board, theatrical. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was the only, uh, the only excitement of my movie watching, uh, watching week. If I wasn't so exhausted, I'd probably watch another movie after you left. Wow. But uh, I already watched a movie tonight. You're a movie-watching fool. I am, and I'll watch one tomorrow, and I'll probably watch a couple Saturday. <laughs> I'll just keep doing it. I'm a, I'm a crazy man. As long as there's movies on this earth, exactly. you're, he's watching them. I will be. 
Uh, the only time I won't be watching a movie, I'll be reading some comics. Yeah. 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 Uh, it is about time for me to pick a comic for us to read. Wow. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Did we script that? Um, well. <laughs> Do you have a comic <laughs> Omega the Unknown. <laughs> 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 no, uh, no, I actually do have a comic picked, and I, I like, I like it whenever you read comics because it makes you happy, so we're gonna read Happy. Okay. The new Grant Morrison, Derek Robertson comic. Well, you are super lucky in that I just today received my <laughs> comic shipment that has the final issue of that. Sweet. Sweet. You would have been screwed otherwise. Well, I, I have them. I could open and them, too. I didn't bring them with me tonight, but... Sweet. Uh, we talked about every issue as it's come out so far, though. Have you? I've only read the first one so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I read well, the... We talked about that for sure. Yeah, I think we talked about the first one. But, uh, yeah, I read the first one, and I was like, I'm going to wait. Since it's only four, I'm going to wait until it's it's all over. All right. Also, didn't we just review Grant Morrison's book? No. Yeah, we did. We did uh, Kurt Busey. <laughs> you reviewed The Invisibles like four episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. That's been a while. <laughs> and this is a timely one. This is one that the people can get behind. All right. Because it just hit the, Listen, the streets. I like Graham Morrison. I'll read anything that he writes. Yeah. But you know, I'm just saying that, <laughs> you know, we could have read Marvels instead is what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, but we just read a Kurt Busey book. <laughs> well, then no, we could have read... Uh, uh, I actually had another book in mind, but I was more... Like, whenever it came out this week, I was like, oh, man, I really want to read those. And right. I was like, I bet I bet you have all those, too. So I was like, that would be a, that'd be a good one. All right. I'm perfectly fine to read Happy. Sweet. Uh, as I said, you are very lucky that I just got my coffee. <laughs> I celebrated Christmas this afternoon. Yeah. As you do once a month. As I do once a month. It is literally like Christmas every mm-hmm. month. It will be soon for me, too, when I open my brand-new Rob Liefeld page in the mail. You know, it's funny that I, I've i recently sold, like, a bunch of indie... Like, I sold all my Acme Novelty Libraries <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> and I bought, I used that money to buy Rob Liefeld. I think Chris Ware is turning over in his grave right now. I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, I kept, like... My four favorite issues of Acme, but I sold all the rest of them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think still, yeah, that's it's it's it still burns. A yeah, little, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure for anyone. <laughs> Not that he even knows who I am, but yeah, you know, yeah. uh, he he feels it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a disturbance in the place. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like somewhere something awful just happened, <laughs> which might inspire him to do one of his depression comics. There you go. So, yeah. yeah, you're helping him. I am. Uh, what if he's the guy that was selling that Rob Liefeld page? <laughs> oh, no, this guy's user ID was M twice, and uh, he has tons. Of, like that's everyone I've ever bid on has been by the same seller. Oh, wow. So he's got tons of Liefeld. He must be his agent or must something. Be, yeah. But um, well, I should uh, let you go so that you can go pay for that page. I gotta go pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Use my PayPal. <laughs> Alrighty then, so happy. Let's get happy. Happy on the way. Good night. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.